Welcome this morning, those of you who are here. Uh, welcome to those who are joining us online. We're so glad that you're part uh, of our worship experience this morning. If you're here for the very first time, we're so glad that you're here. Our desire is that you experience in a genuine way how much God loves you and that you see the genuineness of that love in how we love each other. And uh, this is a family of people from all sorts of different backgrounds, uh, all sorts of different uh, nationalities and ethnicities, uh, all sorts of different places in life, but we found home here in God's presence and in each other's lives. And we invite you to make this your home as well if this is a church God has for you. Uh, if you uh, fill out the information sheet that's in uh, the seat pocket in front of you, on the back of the chair in front of you, uh, take it back to our welcome uh, table. Uh, we'd love to give you a Starbucks gift card just as a way of saying thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and we appreciate you taking the time this morning to come and worship God with us. Also, if you've uh, decided to make the garden your home church, or if you are still trying to uh, get more information on how to make that commitment uh, in an informed way, you, we will never pressure you into membership because we believe that being a member of a church family is one of the most important things you decide for you and your family. And we would not want you here for any other reason than you feel a peace in your heart that this is home for you. It's such an important decision. But uh, once, once you're getting to that place where you say, uh, this is supposed to be our home, or uh, I just need a little more information on, how, on whether this uh, lines up to my values and, and what I'm looking for, uh, join our Next Steps program. Uh, it, it's for a series of a lunch and then three classes in which you'll get to meet firsthand Will and myself, hear a little bit about the history and the values of the garden, our culture here, and then also practical ways in which you can uh, plug in and get involved. So uh, consider joining that and welcome this morning. Uh, we really value connection here at the garden. Uh, we wanna be a family. And in fact, we're stopping today's service about 15 minutes short so that you'll have time to go out and visit the different rooted groups uh, that are uh, um, gonna be featured this morning. Uh, and you can uh, maybe say that this is a place where I can find uh, just that connection that, that I need. And um, uh, we, we really want to be more than just a crowd. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit uh, this morning. Another way that we're connecting is uh, our women get together uh, and connect with each other. And this month, this Friday's, uh, this Friday, March 25th, at 6.30, uh, the focus is going to be women's history with God. And Becca's got lined up some amazing testimonies about how different women have built a history with God and how God has led them and how God is leading them. And so it's a great time to share, to get to know each other, bring a guest out uh, and make connection. Then the following week, uh, on Saturday, our men are having a cornhole tournament. One of the very important things about the garden culture is that we're really competitive in the name of Jesus. So um, <laughs> if you get to, get to know, know any of us in our leadership slightly under our, our nice, gentle um, uh, appearance, there is a deep, fiery competitiveness in us all. And we like it because why not go for the best as part of being God's kingdom? And why not try to you know, humble your brother in the process? So um, no. <laughs> Cornhole is great. It's a, it's, a, it's a great time to come hang out. It'll be followed by a family barbecue. Just come hang out. Uh, whether uh, your aim is good or not, 
just come and be a part of this and we'll have a great time together. Uh, our men have a table outside for you to sign up for this. We're also starting to take sponsorships for the men's uh, retreat. I think the men's retreat last May was one of the most significant things about God bringing our, our families together. Uh, and so let's uh, make sure every man who wants to go can go this year, participate in uh, that uh, today. Um, we had an amazing week uh, uh, this week, and I know that it's all because of prayer. And uh, join us for prayer every Tuesday morning. Pastor Will and I are here uh, 6 a.m. to 7. We just gather in a circle around here. We've been having to put more and more uh, chairs out uh, as uh, the numbers have continued to grow. But um, prayer changes everything, you know. And so uh, come and be a part of that. Um, and uh, we love worshiping together. Uh, the, the weekend with Maverick City last uh, weekend was phenomenal. What was even more important was the relationships that God is birthing there uh, and some special synergies happening. We'll let you guys know about that in uh, days that are upcoming. Uh, we had a great time celebrating one year together uh, as a new church family. Two churches coming together uh, last year, plus uh, many of you that were just sort of drawn in to that process, that was amazing. We had an amazing Friday night, mother-son bingo uh, night. And uh, our kids' ministry just loves to help build family and connection. All of this is made possible by the generosity of this house, by each person uh, giving their tithes and their offerings, instructed by God's word and led by his spirit. There's no magic pot of money out there that the church has. It's all what we give every week that accomplishes helps us accomplish every week what God intends for us. So uh, there are five ways to give here. You can give at the offering box in the entry. You can text um, the Garden Give. You can go online to the website. You can hit the phone app and uh, give that way, and you can mail a check to our church office. But could we consecrate our tithes and our offerings uh, today? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your generosity. And that's what we want to be, Lord. Not, not manipulated to give, Lord, not under the thumb of the law to give, Lord, not under the culture and pressure, Lord, of a religious organization to give, but we wanna give in alignment to your word and your spirit because you've made our hearts like Jesus. And Jesus is the most generous being in the entire universe, giving his own life for us. And so, Father, we can change the world through our generosity. Help each of us do our part, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So uh, we're in the middle of um, uh, raising the necessary funds and engagement for our capital campaign. And uh, as we started to introduce last week, and we'll be spending the next uh, two more weeks ahead looking at this, we're focused on the third phase. Phase one and phase two have been miracles. We acquired the block next to us after decades of waiting for it to become available. And when it suddenly became available, God supplied our needs and we were able to secure it. We were able to refurbish the existing warehouse, which will be our kids' ministry building. And then by a miracle of God, we erected the shell for the next worship center. God is going to fill that house with his presence and with the souls of men and women hungry to seek him. But you can't use just a shell. The, 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 the government won't let you. You got to actually fill it out. And so the, this phase is $3.6 million that we're looking at, and it's divided into these thirds. God's not phased at all by that number. I don't know if you were, but it, he's just not. You know, um, 
Uh, he told us to start, and we know he's going to complete it. We just need to obey and line up. Uh, the first third, 1.2 million, is that's what we're focused on right now. As we bring our one-time gifts on April the 3rd and then make 36-month pledges, we are just aiming to start construction. Uh, so uh, start to build out the inside of the shell. And uh, we believe that if we start, if we can get enough to start, we just won't stop until it's done. Amen? Amen. So that's what we're focused on is this first third. The next third after that, the next 1.2 million, will enable us to open the doors for Sunday worship. And that's going to be an amazing, amazing experience for us as a church family. Then the, the final third is to bring that phase to completion, finish out all the uh, exterior improvements that need to be done for that, and also to address the construction loans that have gotten us this far. And this... Everything that has a name, including $3.6 million in three $1.2 million phases, is going to bow before the name of Jesus. And part of that is when we bow inside to say, everything I have, Lord, is yours. How much do you want me to make available for this? See, here's the key. It's just like in worship. God is not looking so much at the difference between someone jumping here in the mosh pit of praise and someone quietly worshiping in the back. He's, he's measuring the commitment of your heart. And if someone in back is in 100% surrender to God and the person in front is jumping just for the heck of it, that's, that's drawing the presence of God. See, it's, it's not what's happening on the outside. The same with giving is that it, sometimes it is going to take some of you more faith to commit $50 a month for 36 months than for another one of you to commit $5,000 a month for 36 months. And what God is after is not a dollar amount from each person that's the same. He's looking for equal faith for us to be a family which we are all stakeholders in his purpose. Amen? So that's what we want to see in a, uh, in, on April 3rd is... Uh, for you to completely yield to whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to be your portion, and that's going to bring us to completion on this phase. We'll also then later go into phase four, which is the million dollars needed to make an amazing space for our kids. But God's got good things ahead. But today I want to talk about this idea of being deeply rooted. Say deeply rooted. When God brought uh, Israel into the land of promise, they recalled his salvation in this way. In Psalm uh, verse uh, chapter 80, you brought a vine out of Egypt. You took us out of slavery, out of bondage, out of the, the tyrannical rule of a world leader. How many of you are glad that you've been brought out of darkness into God's light? He took you out of bondage and out of slavery, out of addiction, out of dysfunction, out of depression, and he brought you into the light of the kingdom. It says you drove out the nations and you planted it. You made a room, you made space for us, just like God made space for us to grow by opening this block next to us when there was no way for it to be open, and it says he planted us there. You cleaned the ground for it. How many of you are glad that you're not the same person you were a couple years ago, that God's been after certain things that have bound you and controlled you in your mind and in your heart, and he's cleaning the ground of your life. And it took deep root. 
that plant found deep root. And because it found deep root, it then filled the land. Only when we are deeply rooted do we produce fruit together that fills our city. When you think of a plant that's deeply rooted, you think of one that has sent its roots deep into the nutrients of the ground. You also think of a plant that can weather the storms and stresses of the seasons. Amen? And in this time in which we have a community that's in trouble, we have a nation facing great challenges, and we have a world at the uh, brink of war, what we need are Christians who are immovable and unshakable in times of stress. We don't need to fade with everybody else. Start to take care of ourselves and blame other people and make provisions in our bomb shelter to hang out. We need leadership. We need relationships that stand the stress of life. And so we must be deeply rooted. But when we are, God releases the transforming power of his spirit through our life. And love starts to grow in our city. And joy starts to grow in the hopeless. And peace starts to grow in the midst of conflict. And the fruit of the spirit begins to fill our city and fill our land. We must be deeply rooted. In the New Testament, it talks about being deeply rooted in our faith. And I'm 100% for that. We need to understand the word of God. We need to understand what we believe. And we must grow in that. But another passage here in Ephesians 3 talks about deep, being deeply rooted in love together. Paul writes this. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, not only truth, but in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love which surpasses knowledge. It surpasses what you can read in a book. Surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of Christ. How many of you want to be rooted deeply in the love of Christ? And here's the reality is that when you sit alone in your chair with your earbuds in, listening to worship music and reading a great book on theology, it's hard to, at that point, all by your lonesome, be rooted in love. See, because love takes relationship. Love takes other, another face looking back at me. For me to experience love means I'm going to have to learn how to forgive. Oh, this message is going to get real unpopular right now. If I want to learn the, the, the grace of Christ, the love of his grace, what's the core of his love? Graciousness and forgiveness, right? I don't have to forgive anybody if everybody's leaving me alone and I'm just by my lonesome. But if I want to grow to learn how to give the love of Christ and to receive the love of Christ, I've got to be in relationship with other people. See, when God created the world, it starts off awesome. Genesis chapter 1 when he created light, what did he say about the light? It was good. What did he say about the land and the sea? It was, what did he say about the trees and the plants? Some of you guys don't like trees and plants. Trees and plants are good, right? Sun and moon, what is it? Fish and birds, what was it? Animals. And then humans, very good. Sounds like an awesome start to creation, and it was. But we have this disturbing verse 
then in the next chapter of Genesis, it says, and the Lord God said, it is not good. Uh Uh-oh, something is interrupting the, 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 the flow here. It is not good. And what is not good? That man should be alone. You can have the glories of nature. You can backpack and look at the cosmic glory of, of the stars. But you're still not good if you're living this life alone. And right now, people are so disagreeable, it's easier to be alone sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Just give me the fish and the, and the birds. But we will not grow to be fruitful in a way that transforms our world. We will not be fruitful in a way that leads other people to Jesus until we learn how to make an intentional commitment to relationships in our life. We have to be rooted not only in our faith, We need to be rooted in love. Jesus made families from strangers. It was radical. It was revolutionary. The Old Testament is primarily based around extending the nuclear family. So you had Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and around them you had sons and tribes, and it was all about blood relation, right? But Jesus did something crazy. He said, there is something that's going to be greater family to you than your blood relations. There's, I'm forming community of people who ought not to be in the same small group together. Whoa. So he calls these 12 together. Uh, you know, some that he first named, they are blood relatives, James and John. But he gave them the names, the uh, Bonerges, which means sons of thunder. They, they acted first and processed later. He, also, he put them but in the same small group, the same group of 12 with Thomas. If we know Thomas' story, Thomas is a bit of a cynic processor. I ain't going to believe nothing until I can examine it with my own hands. When you put people who act first and question later in a group next to people who have a high need to process and risk manage, what sort of fellowship is there going to be? He also put together there someone named Simon the Zealot. He was committed to the revolutionary group intending to overthrow the Roman government by violence. He was in the same small group as Matthew, the tax collector who worked for the government. What do you think the political discussions over coffee were for them? But this is the radicalness of what it means to be rooted in the love of Christ, is that we're not simply family with those who we are blood relatives with. We're not simply family with those who are like us in our social circle. We're not family with those of the same political persuasion. We're not family with those of the same personality type. But we are a diverse people, a prophetic people, called together to experience and express the love of Christ that makes us one in spite of the differences in our backgrounds. Amen? And God's church is one of the few places where you can experience that intentionally. When you sign up to be a part of a small group, a rooted group, you're not saying, well, these people all look like me, talk like me, think like me. You, you don't know who you might get in that group. But you are going to learn to love in a brand new way. 
you're going to learn to make our connection beyond the social connection and comfortability of this world. And you're going to experience a love from people that you would have judged before and say, yeah, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Genesis chapter 2, and one of the verses that actually helped give the garden its name, says, the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow from the ground. Trees that in their own way were beautiful and produced delicious fruit. Look around you. There's a bunch of people in this room who you ought not to be in the same room with, right? But we are a garden planted of all sorts of different trees. And this is how we get rooted together in the love of Christ. You know, we live in a world right now where we are alone in a world of influencers, followers, and likes. And we sit there next to each other, not talking to each other, all trying to find a relationship on our device. In a hyper-connected society, do we have true connection? I just about guarantee you, your 1,500 followers on Facebook are not going to help you move. And none of them know you well enough to stand next to you in a moment of incredible grief and help you get to the next morning. And none of them really would come alongside and celebrate your joy with you because they just feel jealous that their life is not quite as cool as yours. We need connection. Do you see that? And we can even experience that in the church where we build a church around a hero culture of we have a crowd connected to, oh, that's a cool worship team. Or we have a crowd connected to, oh, I identify with that teacher. But without the dual emphasis of the New Testament that says we are not only connected as a larger gathering, but we are connected house to house, we will not be rooted in love. See, at the garden, we are committed not to just be a crowd, but always a family. And the prayer of our leaders is, Lord, don't let us grow faster than we can be family, that we can keep up, find a way. And being a family, I'm not saying we're the perfect family. It's tough. It's difficult. It's challenging at times to find that genuine connection, but it is worth the effort to do so. And so even when we say this is our mission statement, we are a growing family. We're not simply a growing organization or a growing meeting or a growing crowd. We want to be a growing family passionately pursuing God in spirit and truth. The New Testament model is both the temple and the home. Acts chapter 2, summarizing life after the day of Pentecost. It says, and day by day, attending the temple together. That's the big gathering. And there's a need for that in our life. The power of corporate worship is amazing, right? And to be able to hear God's direction from his word as, as a full family, an extended gathering, moves us all in the same direction that simply my personal study of scripture won't do for me. The temple, the gathering is necessary 
but it can't be the only thing if we're going to be deeply rooted in love. It says, and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. The church in the home has to balance the church that is gathered together. The gathered church and the face-to-face gathering in the home, these are the twin pistons of the New Testament church, and we have to have that same investment here as the Garden family. As much as we love facing one direction and worshiping until we are facing each other in a group that can interact, we are not really going to grow more fully into the love of God. We have to be deeply rooted so we are fruitful and we can stand the storms and stresses of life. So yeah, we're building a building right now. Amen? I believe God is 100% for it. And he's calling us to pray. He's calling us to believe. He's calling us to sacrifice. And he's calling us to give to see a worship center completed. And this investment is going to be transformative for our lives now and in the future generations. I 100% believe this is part of what God is calling us to do, a very important part. And on April 3rd, let's come together and celebrate and bring our one-time gifts and our 36-month pledges. However, at the exact same time, right now. That's why we're doing a sermon on connectedness in the middle of a fundraising campaign. Is that right now, God is also calling us simultaneously to build the unseen house made up of deeply rooted, intentional, Christ-centered relationships. And that's what we want to invite you to this morning is to renew or to get involved for the first time in intentional Christ-centered relationships so that we can have a community that is transformative for our life, where we experience the love of God and learn to express the love of God, and which also is a prophetic sign to our community of this is the solution God has for our world. Amen. Would you welcome uh, Pastor Will uh, and uh, Jason? Uh, and is about these rooted groups and if you're not plugged into one we really want to encourage you today get signed up uh and just a little i I didn't didn't throw this out there but next monday you know we got the young adults one starting up again and we just rented out uh rollerama and we're just gonna we're just gonna go and roller skate and have fun next monday night but anyways that I'm, i'm just plugging my group in there anyways um it's crazy because a few months ago i don't even know how long ago it was do you remember in about four, four or five months, yeah. Not long. It was longer than that, no? Six? Yeah, eight. <laughs> we're sitting together. We're, we're, at, we're at a restaurant, and uh, I'm sharing my heart. He's sharing his heart, and, and Megan's sharing her heart. And it was just so cool because everything that I felt like the Lord was putting in my, in my spirit and in my heart, uh, you guys just totally connected with it. And I just wanted to be like, okay, have it. Now run, go. Like, and uh, it's so cool because we came up with this name Rooted and, and, and this whole idea behind it. And we had this vision of so many groups launching. And we got to see this happen uh, this, this last uh, semester. And now we're stepping into a, 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 a fresh start in this next week. And I just want you to give them a little backdrop, how it all started and what it's looking like now and, and what they can get involved with. So let's go. Awesome. Thanks, Will. Good morning. I'm Jason Mills. Uh, hello. My wife Megan and I um, 
we have a heart for, for small groups and connection, and we have the joy to oversee small groups here at the Garden. And we call these rooted groups because of just as Pastor David mentioned and Pastor Will uh, reiterated, we want genuine community to, to connect, to go deeper. Um, it's easy to sit in these pews and, and not know the person next to you or, or to leave out those doors wondering, did my presence, was my presence even noticed? Um, did, I, did, did anybody even know I, I attended today? Um, and, and that's what we want to avoid. Um, a lot of you social butterflies out there, you're hopping around, getting to know everybody. Uh, there's some of us, uh, like my wife, myself included, we, we kind of chill back a little bit. And I can't tell you how awesome it is to have somebody coming up to you and say, hi, um, I'm Jason, who are you? What's your story? Well, that, can, that may be able to happen here, but it, it definitely can happen in a smaller setting, a, a small group around a kitchen table, a coffee table, um, at Rollerama. <laughs> um, but it's these small groups that uh, really get deeper with each other, with the Lord, praying for each other, worshiping with, you, with one another, uh, where you can actually get to be known. And even though you're known, people still love you. And that happens because Christ is there. He's there because we bring him. We don't just show up and talk about our day or talk about something. We, we show up expecting to see God's love show up. And we know it shows up because we bring it. We bring Christ's love. And that's what, that's what we want for Rooted Groups. And, and if you've been given one of these uh, brochures, um, inside there is a QR code right there. I had to learn how my son had to teach me how to use one of these things. Um, point your phone at that thing. It basically takes you to the, the church website, and you can sign up right there. Fill out your information. Um, if you're not sure where, which group's good for you, um, I, believe me, every single one of these groups is, is led and hosted by uh, a wonderful person, wonderful couple, um, people that love the Lord, and, and you're going to be, be loved. Um, this next week, we are kicking off our spring semester. Rooted groups meet between six and eight weeks, and it's, it's just a time where we can commit to them, show up, uh, have something to offer, get something in return, and just start building community and be known, uh, firmly established here at the Garden. Um, after this service, you'll be able to go over there and talk with some of the Rooted leaders. You can sign up. Um, if you don't find a group that, that either doesn't meet on a night that, that you're available, uh, find me and sign, put your information up on that sign-up sheet. I'll make sure that you get connected with the group and uh, you can start being part of this as well. But let me introduce you to our Rooted Group leaders. These are 13 groups for this semester that are going to, let me see, last, last team I, yeah, it's still not working, there we go. Uh, 13 groups that meet in uh, almost every night of the week in almost every zip code uh, in the city. This is Ryan and Des. <laughs> they call their groups Crazy Couples for Christ or something like that. Yeah, Crazy Couples for Jesus. There we go, I can't read. Um, and, and that's just it. It's, they want to provide a safe um, place where you can be and you can just be real. Um, share what's going on with your, your communication, with your marriage, with the desire to, to help it grow and strengthen and encourage one another. They meet in the, the 12 zip code. Um, we have Ryan and Ashley Smith. They co-lead. They co-lead with uh, Joe and Bethany Sappho. And this group also has childcare for those that, uh, that want it. Uh, this one is just a general open discussion group. Uh, people just come there and, and get that little nudge 
on, uh, on Tuesdays to help you get through the week. Um, it's open for all. They, too, uh, allow for childcare there. Let's see here. The next group. There we go. All right, Brian and Donna. Bryce and Donna. Um, this is a group committed for fellowship and prayer. Um, these are calling for the intercessors or those that want to go deeper with Jesus in, in prayer. And um, they meet on Monday nights. And I, they're not here. They're in Mexico um, loving on people. But I, I encourage you to sign up for their group. If Monday is free for you or if you're close to that 93311 zip code or you're just looking to go deeper in prayer, that's a wonderful group. All right, is this working? Next slide. JC and Jamie Lynn. Uh, this group is for families. They too provide childcare. Uh, they meet bi-weekly and they just, they just go deeper with Jesus and uh, encourage one another. These are where friendships are, are being forged um, for the whole family. The next group is Arizona. She has a small group for women. Her heart is for, for ladies to just get together, worship, pray, but, but be friends uh, with each other, calling upon each other, encourage each other, uh, and, and give each other hope. And as a husband of a wife, I need groups like that for my wife because uh, as much as I try to support her with, with talking and connecting, she needs her girlfriends, that's for sure. All right, our next, next slide. This is funny, here we go. Will and Amanda. <laughs> All right, we, we call these small groups, but not every group is small. Uh, their group tends to be a little on the larger side. Um, hence, he had to rent out a whole skating ring. They meet on Monday night, 6 o'clock, and uh, this is for the younger generation, 20s to 30s. Um, they're calling the next generation of leaders here at the Garden. So if that's you or you're not sure, God, what can you do with me? Show up and find out. Our next group is Richard and Lala Lopez. These are for our uh, brothers and sisters who habla espanol. <laughs> they have a biweekly uh, Spanish-speaking group. <laughs> And uh, Lala will not be here. She's out, out of town this weekend, but her daughter is. She'll be at the table. So if, picture, La, picture Lala without the glasses and black hair. She'll be out there. Rick and Lorraine Davies. Uh, they meet on every other Thursday in the 06 uh, code. Uh, Dave Styles leads worship. And this is just a great, great group. These are, these are pillars in the church, and they will love on you. And... Uh, if you be, sign up for their group, you will not be disappointed, that's for sure. Steve and Beth Cleward with Mueller and Poppy. If you haven't met Steve, uh, you need to at least go out there and just talk to him. He is an amazing man, and he'll make you smile. Um, if you need somebody to pray for you and just put your head on her shoulder, Beth is an amazing woman that will do so. Um, if you don't know Mueller yet, you got to, you're missing out. So meet him. He's a funny guy, and his wife is amazing. Uh, these are just couples that just want to go deeper with who we are in our identity with Christ. Uh, Roger and Teresa Allen, they meet in the 04. Uh, 
They, Pauletta and Moriah um, are also part of this group. They host, and this is just back to the basics, worship, Bible, and prayer. It doesn't get any better than that. Janelle Go and Diane Wong. They lead a groups for moms. So whether you're an expecting mom, new mom, young mom, experienced mom, retired mom, or just a mom at heart, <laughs> uh, they're gonna give you a place to love and encouragement on Wednesdays. Everett and Patty Gray. Now if you can't, now it says Thursdays, but I was told this is actually on Tuesdays. So if you can't make it to the Davies group and you uh, wanna be in a group with another amazing older couple, uh, seasoned couple, amazing couple, <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is, this, they meet on Tuesdays every other Tuesday, and they are a wonderful group. And finally, uh, Anthony and Mariah, Martha. Anthony and Martha lead at intercession and expressive worship, and it's here. Uh, I don't know if it's in the sanctuary or in our heaven room, upstairs in our heaven room. Just come and just uh, experience the Lord as you feel free and, and, and um, allowed to do so. And it's an amazing time. So if you haven't already, if you're looking for a place of connection and you haven't already signed up for a, for a garden group, I encourage you, uh, put that QR code on your phone, get onto the website, go out there, meet some of our leaders, uh, sign up and get connected. If you stand with me for prayer. Sure. Uh, prayer teams, you can go ahead and make your way on up here. Heavenly Father, um, it is our desire to be deeply rooted in your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace and the blessings you've given us. God, I know you have more for this house, more for us. And I pray, Lord, that you lead us by your spirit just how to be rooted in your love filled up so much that it overflows onto others around us. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Come up for prayer, if you will. Go out there, meet with some of our, our rooted leaders, um, and don't forget, pick up your children at 1230. Thank you very much.